This morning, the New York Times published a story asking whether or not a white man should be the face of the Democratic Party. They know that the Democratic field today is the most diverse we've ever seen. Now, typically, this argument was relegated to the far left corners of the woke internet, but here it is front and center in the paper of record, highlighting a problem Republicans don't have. It would seem that Democrats have decided to vote based on the color of someone's skin or their gender as opposed to the policies they represent. While most people do support Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders, there are many people saying they will not vote for a white male candidate. And now the New York Times is presenting that argument. In 2020, if even a small number of individuals protest the vote by refusing to participate because it's a white man, well, Donald Trump is going to win. The Democrats need everything they can if they're going to beat him. I think getting woke may be destroying the chances for the Democrats come 2020. Today, let's take a look at this story and some of the things presented that show, yes, Democrats, you do need white male voters and identity politics may actually be destroying your chances to win. Now, before we get started, make sure you follow me over on Minds at Minds.com slash Timcast. I'm hoping to break 100,000 subscribers and I need your help to do it. Minds is not part of the massive tech monopoly, and I think it's important we support platforms that aren't. So Minds.com slash Timcast. And if you want to support this video, just share it on social media to help spread the news. And there it is. Should a white man be the face of the Democratic Party in 2020? With a picture of Mr. Bernie Sanders. The story begins by saying, as Peter Johnson and Emily Neal waited for Senator Kirsten Gillibrand to arrive at Barley's, a brickline sports bar in southwestern Iowa, they gamed out possible nominees in the Democratic presidential primary. Mr. Johnson, a 27-year-old law student, said the large field was a great equalizer. If at the end of it, we get an old white guy, someone who represents the status quo, it'll be because they've proven themselves. Miss Neal, a dental hygienist, made an agonized face at Mr. Johnson, her boyfriend. Wouldn't something be lost, she asked, if the historically diverse slate of 2020 Democrats was passed over? Personally, I'd love to see a woman, Miss Neal, also 27, said at the event on Thursday night. If people are being catty and holding gender or race against a candidate, it would break my heart. Because apparently irony was completely lost on Miss Neal as she made an agonized face at the idea of an old white guy while simultaneously arguing that we shouldn't hold gender or race against a candidate. As former Vice President Joe Biden prepares to enter the 2020 race this coming week, Democrats have seen the strong diversity in their field, with candidates like Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris reflecting the multiracial and largely female base of the party become somewhat overshadowed by white male candidates. Bernie Sanders has a wide fundraising lead. He and Mr. Biden lead in polls, and Beto O'Rourke and Pete Buttigieg have enjoyed outsized attention from voters in early primary states, extensive media coverage, and viral success with online donors. I do really want to point out how they say Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris reflecting the multiracial base of the party. Uh, I'm afraid not. The New York Times then shows us this interesting little graph where we can see that very rarely has there been a non-white woman or a non-white man representing the base of the primary candidates. But in 2020, the majority is non-white. The article asks, is a white male the best face for an increasingly diverse Democratic Party in 2020? And what's the bigger gamble? to nominate a white man and risk disappointing some of the party's base or nominate a minority candidate or a woman who might struggle to carry predominantly white swing states like Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania that both Barack Obama and Mr. Trump won. Pam Van Arsdale, 64, of Bedford, New Hampshire, said she would like to see a minority or female candidate catch fire and worries that nominating a white man could cause some liberals to skip voting in 2020. I consider myself a centrist, middle-of-the-road Democrat, and the progressive side worries me. What are they going to do? 
Are they going to sit it out if they don't like the top candidate? She said while attending a recent event for Cory Booker. The story goes on to highlight many opinions for many people about whether or not they support the idea of a white man or not. But the most important point is not whether or not anyone wants a white man or someone else. It's that they're having the discussion in the first place. This is something that will only serve to alienate a white male voter, which it has, and pushed many millennial white men toward the Republican Party. And it's something Republicans don't have to deal with. If you're somebody who is middle of the road and you don't really care about the race or gender of a politician, on the Republican side, they've got nothing to worry about. Republicans will vote Republican. And in fact, many white men who may have been liberals in the past might now vote Republican because they feel alienated. The discussion itself is damaging to the Democrats. Never mind the fact that Democrats absolutely do need white male voters. I don't think the issue is that a minority candidate will not win a white male voter. I think the issue is by targeting white men, you're pushing them away and they are a very large voting block in this country. The Democrats going woke, the discussion of it at the very least is hurting their prospects. But yes, the conversation absolutely is happening. While it might not be the most prominent conversation, if the New York Times is now pushing the story, you can see it's going to have a pretty serious impact. Daily Coast is a rather far left website, but they're actually arguing against nominating a white guy in 2020, highlighting the various female or minority candidates. And we also saw this story from BuzzFeed News in March. Amber Tamblyn isn't voting for Bernie Sanders in the primary because she's excited about the woman candidates. It's not even necessarily an issue about white people, but the idea of a man. In fact, many females might refuse to vote for Bernie Sanders like Amber Tamblyn. About two weeks ago, this story was published by the Associated Press. After 2016 loss, Democrats know they need white male voters. The story makes reference to an affluent suburb of the 37th state Senate district saying Trump won the traditionally Republican district by six percentage points in 2016. But after its Republican state senator was elected to Congress in November, Democrats targeted the seat. They counted on flipping its educated populace of lawyers, consultants, and doctors who fill its colonial style houses and shopping centers that spill over the ridgelines outside Pittsburgh. There are college educated men who have at least temporarily put their Republican party membership card in their pocket for a while, Micah said of his neighbors. But he warned, These new Democratic voters may only be willing to tolerate so much in a party swinging to the left. They are somewhat conservative. They don't like paying a lot of taxes. Alfred Schnabel is one of them. The 42-year-old business analyst has kept his GOP registration, but feels unwanted in either party. He is turned off by Trump and wary of Democratic presidential hopefuls, just Sanders. There seems to be a push to go super progressive, he said of Democrats. While it's acknowledged that Democrats do need white men, One of the biggest problems they have with the rise of woke culture is the idea of the angry white male, which actually has its own Wikipedia entry. They say, angry white male is a pejorative expression for white males holding conservative to reactionary views in the context of U.S. politics, typically characterized by opposition to liberal anti-discriminatory policies and beliefs. In particular, angry white males stereotypically oppose affirmative action policies and feminism. And that may be one of the defining issues that costs Democrats 2020. In this story I've highlighted in the past, political divisions in 2016 and beyond, tensions between and within the two parties, they present us with this graph showing Clinton, Trump voters, and other. And as we can see, this line at the bottom represents economic dimension, and the line to the left represents social identity dimension. Trump's voters are absolutely split between liberal and conservative on economic policy. The main dividing line between the two is whether or not they support identity politics with a massive cluster in the far left. 
These are the people, presumably, who tend to be pushing the idea of the angry white male and actually push people away. Interestingly, in this graph, we can see there are people who are so far to the left, they're in alignment with the far left on economic issues. There are very few in the far right economically, meaning these people who are red in this quadrant probably should have voted Democrat, but something is changing. The left is embracing the idea of the angry white male and pushing away white voters. We see this reflected just last month by Joe Biden when he criticizes the white man culture. And it results in stories like this from last November in the Washington Post. Majorities of millennials who plan to vote support Democrats, except among white men. And that's what makes this graph so absolutely sad, because it would seem that the Democrats just moved away from hardcore identitarianism. They would actually attract many people in this quadrant, giving the Democrats the win. Unfortunately, they will not let it go and are absolutely divided on racial and gender lines. And of course, it is perfectly exemplified by the statement made in the beginning of the New York Times article. If people are being catty and holding gender or race against a candidate, it would break my heart, said a woman who showed an agonized face at the prospect of an old white guy winning. Because as I said earlier, for many of these people, irony absolutely is lost on them. You need white men if you want to win. And if you keep pushing the narrative that they're bad or wrong or angry, whether or not you really mean to insult them as an entire demographic, you're going to push them away and they're going to vote for Donald Trump no matter what your policies are. And that's a damn shame that we have so many people in the Democratic Party who want to judge someone not based on the contact of the character, but on the color of their skin. It's going to cost them the election. I traveled around to dozens of Trump rallies when he was running back in 2015 and into 2016. And many of the young people I met told me political correctness and identity politics was the reason they were going to support Trump. They didn't like what was happening to the Democratic Party. As we see in that graph, there are economic liberals who oppose identitarianism. And because of that, they've supported Trump. So long as this idea persists, that repeatedly just denigrates or alienates white men, and encourages people to vote specifically for non-white candidates, the Democrats are going to be fractured, and it's going to be difficult for them to get the coalition they need to actually win in 2020. It's a damn shame that we're seeing all this divide on racial and gender lines. It's the last thing we need as a country, but it seems like that's going to be the case. Because if you embrace identitarianism like the Democrats have been doing, you will alienate people based on race, and you will create racial party lines. That's a terrifying prospect. Let me know what you think in the comments below. We'll keep the conversation going. You can follow me on Minds at TimCast. Stay tuned. New videos every day at 4 p.m. Eastern. I'll have more videos for you on my second channel, youtube.com slash TimCastNews, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all next time.